The Above 180 podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash above 180 to support the show and see if you qualify. Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.hi5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Parker Bona Third, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is Tom Smallwood. Tom has three PBA titles, including two majors titles, and he recently won the PBA Players' Championship in Columbus, Ohio. Tom is a member of the pro staff for Radical Bowling Technologies. Tom, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, sir. Hey, Tom. So wanted to catch up with you. It's been a little while now. It's probably had some time to sink in. You won your second major, the PBA Players Championship in Columbus, Ohio. So let's talk about that day leading up to the, the television, basically. You know, in practice and before the lights came on, were you thinking in that number five seed that it was going to take some big scores to ultimately win the title like it actually all, you know, did? Uh, yeah, with those bowlers on there, I mean, well, there's two things I thought was going to happen. They're either going to break down the railway and the score's going to be really, really high, or with that high of rev rate on that pair, we were going to absolutely trash them, and they're going to be disgusting. So, you know, I mean, after, uh, you know, after about 15, 20 minutes of practice there and, and started the first game, we kind of felt them developing pretty good. So I kind of seen the scores being pretty good, um, with them only having a few more shots of practice for he having bowled. I mean, he's the one, you know, the X factor. You really don't know what he's going to do to the lane. So, uh, you know, he, he was pretty careful to it, I guess. And uh, the lane stayed pretty good the whole time. So is it almost, when you know you have Belmo on a telecast, is it almost better to have him at, like, where he's sitting in that first or second seat? Because then he's not further left than everyone else is. And you guys kind of, you don't have to, to play with some of that, you know, sort of different carry down and different angles, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Obviously, you know, the more games and more shots he throws, because even in the very end of that title match, the left lane for me was going away fast, where I had to move far enough left where I caught where he was playing, and I could really feel my ball blue in the lane. And luckily, uh, got lucky in the 8th and 10th, or 7th uh, and 9th, I'm sorry, that uh, you know, my ball kind of hooked and stopped and kind of got to the pins to my other curve there. 
in the in the fifth frame, um, I felt instant glue, and then my ball wiggled in two pins. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the the least amount of shots he throws on the pair, the better it's going to be. So, do you think is is you guys get the right amount of practice before practice before TV, or would you rather would you be okay with having a little bit less practice to get you warmed up and and squared away so that the lanes are a little more fresh, or do you like being able to kind of carve a little bit of a, a pattern in there for you and a, a spot to play, I guess. I actually liked what they did. Um, we got, I think, 25 minutes on the pair, um, about an hour before the show. Then they stripped and reeled, and we only, you know, only got a few shots. I think got five minutes or six minutes, which I, I think is a good idea. Um, trashing the pair, it's never good, I don't think. I don't think it's good for TV. I don't think it's good for uh, what you – because anymore, I mean, we can take someone out of, out of play if you want to. You really can, you know – at least take them out of where they want to play. And when in five minutes, it's kind of hard to do. Um, you kind of uh, worry about yourself and, 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 and try to line up instead of destroy a part of a lane or just break them down for yourself. You know, it, it, you, you still have to uh, – you're still figuring them out in the first few frames of the, of the first game. So, Tom, what did it mean to have your family there to witness this title for you? Uh, everything. I mean, in, in all honesty uh, – Without them there, without them behind me, it's just a trophy, you know. Uh, it it makes everything uh, uh, worthwhile, and uh, I mean they're 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 they are my inspiration. You, you talk to anyone about me, and my kids. I mean, they're my everything for sure, and uh, it it would lose most of its meaning without them for sure. So, uh, Bowlers Journal did a great piece talking about bowlers on the road with their families. As someone who you know, if you you know a, a veteran, I guess you could say, how have you been able to balance that life on the road? Because you know nowadays it's not like it once was, where you're gone for thirty weeks or forty weeks of the year. You know you're gone in short bursts, but nonetheless you're still gone away from your family. Now this this last month in February, a lot of stuff was more geared on the you know East Coast and not too too far away. But when you're in Reno or on the West Coast for a month, you probably are out there almost for a month. How are you able to ban- manage that with the family and with a wife and everything? It's hard. It really is. Um, I, I probably travel one of the least of any bowlers that are that are uh, that bowl for full time on tour. Um, I, I don't go overseas very often. I try to stay close to home. My summers are. Uh, I don't bowl a ton of regionals for multiple reasons. One, I travel myself. Uh, the nearest one's three hours away, so it just doesn't make sense. Plus, I like to spend time with the family. We camp all all summer, and you know that's one of my priorities. Is you know I work my butt off, I you know all I can in the winter and. Uh, and do what I can so I can have some more time in summer with them. So it's, it's, it is, it's, it's hard, but he, this is my thought all the time. Uh, when I'm gone, I'm gone, but when I'm home, I'm completely with my kids, and they have me, uh, you know, 24-7. So uh, you take the good with the bad, you know. We don't travel 30 weeks, or, you know, in a row anymore, which I, I enjoy because, obviously, I have young kids. Um, I don't mind the World Series where you're gone two or three weeks um, in bowl five events. I think those are... I'd love to have three or four of those a year. I think those are great events. And, you know, I do know I'm missing my family for that long. But when I get home, I'm home for a month, and uh, the, I'm all there. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of can justify it that way and uh, and fight through those three or four weeks away from them, knowing when I get home, you know, it's it's quality time with them. Now, are there, are there any people that you maybe look to or that have kind of helped you along the way as far as advice or any tips regarding – how to handle that with being out on tour from, you know, maybe Dell or Carolyn or, or some other uh, bowlers that have done this in the past and, and kind of been able to help you, you know, guide through some things if need be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, a Parker Bone be part of, you know, part of that team, and uh, you know, <laughs> can talk to where I want to. Uh, and I'm, uh, he's one of the best, one of the best father bowlers on tour, for sure. You know, he, uh, <laughs> it's nothing for him than in the little trimmer to go fly home to do something with the kids and fly back out. Um, you know, he's just a great guy, a great role model, a great father. And, uh, you know, having someone like that, uh, that I can talk to at any point in time, I mean, call, text, whatever, um, it, it is a great, <laughs> a great thing for me and everyone else on the Brunswick team, you know, it's just, he uh, he is a role model for you know everybody, and it's uh, it's nice to have him there. He kind of keeps you uh, keeps you in check, which is which we all need at some point in time. Yeah, talk about your team a little bit, your Brunswick team. I remember I was talking to Chuck Gardner a few years back, and you guys are have more of that smaller type family mentality feel, and that's just the the, the mindset and the role of the uh, of Brunswick. Talk about how that works for you guys and how that can sometimes play to a benefit for you guys when you're out there on tour or even just, like you said, when you have someone you can go and chat with about things. seems like you guys all keep those lines of communication very much open. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have group tests going all the time. Um, we stay pretty close. It's, 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 it's nice to have that little extra family while you're out there on the road, too. You know, it's, uh, it's on a road. Anyone's been on a road a lot. You know, it's not the easiest place to be. Um, you know, looking at the hotel while walls isn't that much fun but it's kind of nice to have guys that you know you can go out with and hang out with and uh you know we we hang out in muskegon practicing all the time um you know we, we give each other advice uh, bowling bowling balls and all that stuff we stay close and i think that's what helps us all you know kind of get through those uh, uh three or four or five week stretches out on the road all right, so are you one of those guys, Tom, and it sounds like I may, but your previous answer may know the answer to this, but are you one of those guys that will bowl everything and anything they can back in within a couple-hour radius of you? Are you bowling the king of the hills if they have those in Flint or, or back in Michigan? Are you bowling all that stuff or uh, the local stuff where there's, you know, maybe three, $400, or do you just say, look, this is, I'm home and I'm not, not going to pick up my, you know, shoe up for that sort of stuff? No, I definitely bowl a lot of little stuff around town. Um, you know, I... <laughs> Sometimes you know it, it really isn't worth the uh, the drive, but you know what it keeps me competitive. Uh, and you know, only being an hour or two from my house, for some reason in my head, makes me feel better than being seven or eight hours away. So either way, I'm gone for the day. But uh, you know, just stay close to home. I love being competitive. That's obviously why I bowl. It's uh, why I started bowling. I didn't bowl because you know I, I wanted to make money. It was because uh, I love to compete, and uh, so that's kind of how I am. I, I mean, I bowl. A small handicap tournament this weekend. Shot 1,031 and did not make the cut for four games. So, uh, you know, just I, I bowl all kinds of little stuff around town. Um, I have a lot of good friends that bowl with me. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of it's fun uh, a little tournament to get around with your, with your buddies. Okay, so the USBC Masters is coming up in Syracuse. Got a couple weeks away, almost a month away. What, what do you do to prepare and get your mindset into something like that where you have the, the three squads, the, you know, the A, the B, and the C squads? How are you preparing for stuff like that, or when do you start preparing for that? Uh, I started preparing a few weeks ago. It's one of those things, those tournaments, if you just grind, 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 um, you make the cut every time. If, if, if you don't try to make the, the big, you know, for two fifty reaction, just you know, grind out your two twenties, two teens, and you're going to shoot two fifty here and there. Make your spares. I mean, you make that cut eight or nine out of ten times, and uh, you know it's my favorite tournament of the year. Uh, I love the format, the double elimination, the match play. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun to do. Uh, I think it's fun to watch. Also, you know, it's a uh, it's a great event. So it's it's the one I look forward to every year. 
Yeah, you've, and you've had some success there. Last year, finishing 13th out in Las Vegas. And, um, and so talk about that, how that it, it's one of those tournaments that really, if, if you're a USBC member and you, you shoe up and you get your entry and you're allowed, anyone can go out and bowl this. But yet it does always seem that the cream always does rise to the top when it comes to these sort of tournaments. But it is nice to know that, hey, you're bowling against, you know, you're going against a guy on a pair. And if it's an ugly pair, a 560 might win. Where some pairs, the lanes are, you know, the lanes are a little, little nicer, and seven twenty may lose. Oh, absolutely! I think that's the beauty of the tournament. Um, you know, I've been on on both ends of those where if you're playing when I shot seven twenty and lost, and then you feel how lucky you are shooting five sixty and went in. Um, you know, it is pair to pair and bowler to bowler, and uh, um, it's just it's the nature of the tournament. But you know, everyone at every amateur asks you what tournament I was going to bowl one national event. Bowl that bowl, and it's—I mean—it's the simplest answer ever. The Masters, it's uh, the lead, It's not super high scoring. They're not impossible in conditions usually, and, and you know, top sixty-four make the cut, and you, you get to bowl at least two matches if you do, and you never know. You just make your strategy and grind out. You can shoot six zero, six twenty, and win three or four matches in a row. So it's one of those tournaments. I think it's awesome for uh, anyone to bowl. Um, a lot of people want to bowl U.S. Open, and that's the—I think it's the opposite. I think that's such a grind that uh, I'd, I'd rather not see amateurs bowl that one because I think you get discouraged in that one. It's just such a, a hard event, uh, long format, grueling lane conditions. I'd like to see the amateur come out and uh, and, and be a little higher scoring pace and feel like they more, have more of a chance to compete. Yeah, so the USBC has gone with that mindset of more of an invitation-type-only tournament uh, for some of their tournaments. Are you a fan of that? You, you know, let people shoe up? If if they you know kind of earn that privilege to show up, whether that be by doing well out on the PBA tour, Team USA, winning other types of events, uh, I'm kind of neutral on that. I, I I like the idea of it. Um, there's a lot of complaints, <laughs> and unfortunately, the people who complain the most are the people that would never go anyway. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people have a, a legit argument, um, but I mean, that's where the Masters are there. You know, you just sign up and bowl that one and. Uh, I think it's a, a better event for uh, the, you know, average to a, a, above average bowler anyway. Um, but I, I do understand that trying to make it an elite event, and uh, I think they're doing a good job of it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, can't invite everybody on that event the way they have it structured. Uh, I, I do believe in, in the future there will be more more uh, spots available, I think. And, uh and once it you know gets established and they start getting some uh, regional qualifiers and stuff, I think that event will, will really uh, really end up being one of our best events of the year. Have to take a quick moment to remind folks, please check out bowlingthismonth.com, bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource. Lots of great articles there. You can sign up, take a look at them. Seeing one right now, how to prepare for your first bowling tournament. That's a good one for everyone if you're new to the sport. Also, talking about the PBA youth movement and down your left-hand side, the new bowling ball review. So you can see out all some of the, the latest and greatest equipment out there all on the website. So check that out again, bowlingthismonth.com. Also, as a, as a reminder, with the Masters coming up and the Open Championships starting up here soon, take a look. The Bowling This Month the BTM Tournament will be going on up in conjunction with the Open Championships in Syracuse. So there's some information on the website as well regarding that. Rick Ramsey and his wife, Gail, do a great job. So, again, check that out if you're heading up to Syracuse. Again, check everything out, though, at BowlingThisMonth.com. Another great sponsor of the Above180.com podcast is HealthIQ.com. You can check them out. 
healthiq.com forward slash above 180. Now, what they are is they are a life insurance agency. So what they're going to do, they're going to help you get life insurance. They're going to you put in your information. And one of the beautiful things about this company is if you're a guy or you're a gal and you, you work out a little bit and you, you stay in shape, they're going to help you get better rates because they're going to pre-qualify you and they're going to help you save money on life insurance. So that's a great thing. You're out there. You're active. You should be paying less for insurance as opposed to that guy who isn't as active. So they're going to help you save money on your life insurance. I have to tell you, I just went through this process, have my policy put in place. It was very simple, very straightforward. Went to the website, put in my name and email. They contacted me right away. It was a very seamless process. Went through an interview over the phone. But these guys have special rates, and they're able to help people get lower rates on life insurance. So, again, check them out, healthiq.com forward slash above 180. And finally, before we go, I have to remind folks, again, check out high5gear.com, high5gear.com. I know you probably looked at some of this stuff as you know at the NASCAR track with Garrett Smithley. And if you, you looked and I went bowling with Garrett, you, you saw me looking sharp in my high five gear. So check that out. Uh, all sorts of designs, over thousands of designs. Now, no hidden artwork fees. You can design your own jersey. You can take one you want it to be a little more straightforward, kind of like how mine was designed. You can also go a little more flashy, be like a Kyle Troop or someone of that sort. Uh, also, just saw Anthony Pepe had his jerseys designed for the Masters. So check all those out. Uh, great work there by the whole gang at High Five Gear. Again, Hi, the number five gear.com. And they're also going to give you $20 off if you use code above 180 at checkout. So $20 off any style high five gear jersey. Again, check them out. You got nationals, got city, got steak, got all sorts of stuff. Check them out. That code is going to help everyone save $20. It's again, check out hi, the number five gear.com today. Tom, what's one thing you have for someone to help them with maybe their mental game, whether they're bowling this tournament or bowling, like you said, just a little handicap tournament or their city or state or even coming out? You know, maybe they're bowling later in the year at, at Syracuse or coming out there for the Open Championships, which can be a grind for some folks if you're not used to the tournament conditions and the little bit challenging of a shot that they've been putting out as of late. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, one of the big steps I took, uh, you know, a, year, a few years ago back in my career is, Losing embarrassment. I mean, no matter what you do in lanes, you took get one off the left, you get one off the right, still in the gutter. Every good bowler on the planet has done it before. So it's one of those things where I, I, you know, whatever happens happens. Let it go, and whatever happens happens. It's you know, it, it ain't gonna change your life. No matter what ball you throw, how you throw it, that one shot is gonna change your life. So um, that's my thing there anymore. You know, I've, uh, you know, I've had I've had one twenty games on tour and one thirty games on tour. And uh, you just start over again, you know. It's everyone's done it, and uh, you know, get over it. No big deal, and just continue on. All right, Tom. Final question I have for you. Let's talk about what's in your bag and what are you really liking out of your lineup there that you're throwing and that you're planning on taking with you back to Syracuse. Uh, well, it's pretty easy one. That kind of flash I won with is uh, is pretty special, and it isn't just because I won with it. Um, and all honestly, up until that week. I didn't throw it much. I, I only had a few shots on it. Um, I just didn't know it very well. So I'm one of those superstitious guys a little bit or those guys that I don't really know my bowling ball. I don't really want to throw it much. So I just haven't. Didn't have any practice games with it, so I just didn't throw it. Um, and honestly, I only give it a chance to, uh, on the day of the show. We had, you know, I got there early, had an hour and a half of practice on practice pairs, and it was by far my best reaction. I didn't throw that ball all week. And uh, I probably lost a few hundred uh pins because of it uh that ball rolled pretty good but uh uh that ball's definitely uh my number one and then the intel also it's a little, little more of a control ball for me 
where I want to uh, keep the ball in play and uh, and not not use big angles. I can kind of throw that ball and and kind of a little more of a grind ball. All right, Tom. Final final three questions. This is the tenth and eleventh frame. Just kind of three quick kind of one word, two word, three word type answers. So tenth frame would be the best person and the person you'd like to cross with the most. Parker. All right, 11th frame, your favorite Brunswick slash radical slash deviate ball of all time. Ridiculous. And what? Ridiculous, sorry. And the 12th frame, when you're bowling a squad where you have the A, B, and C squad, do you have a preference in squad, or what would be your preferred squad if you could choose? A squad. All right, Tom Smallwood, it was great to catch up with you. Thank you for joining me, and all the best of luck down the road. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.